Matthew chapter number 5. Let's turn there and stand together. We're going to look at one verse tonight. Matthew chapter number 5. And we'll look at verse number 6. I'm surprised that the Lord is still allowing me to study these verses. Usually, it's just not worked this way as long as I've been pastoring. But for some reason, the Lord just keeps leading me back to this chapter. And I'll just keep preaching there as long as he deals with me to. We'll look at uh, chapter number 5 of the book of Matthew. And we'll look at verse number 6. Jesus said, Jesus said, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the Word of God. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. Thank you for the good services we had over the weekend. Thank you for Pastor Jason praying and seeking you and preaching the message, God, that you had placed on his heart about the blood. We thank you for the Holy Spirit of God that moved through this place and didn't just save one soul, but saved two that we know of and who knows, only we'll know one day maybe when we get to heaven. So we thank you and we praise you for all that you've done. And I ask you, Lord, if you will, to fill me with your spirit, speak to us through your word and help us tonight. Remind us of the truth of the scripture and we'll thank you and we'll praise you for all that you do. For it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for being here and thank you for standing. Hunger and thirst. It's an interesting thought that Jesus used there, hunger and thirst. I find it interesting that Jesus uses these words because hunger and thirst is a natural thing. I'm thirsty right now. I was hungry before I left and my wife fixed an amazing home-cooked meal that me and my daughter got to enjoy just a short time ago. But I was hungry before that. I'm thirsty now. Now, I think it's an amazing thing that Jesus uses a natural thing. As soon as babies are born, they're hungry. You and I, as we go through life, there will be times in our life to where we are hungry. There will be times in our life where we are thirsty. It's a natural thing here that Jesus uses. He said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. When I begin to study these words, hunger and thirst, this word does not mean, it does not mean a little hunger, and it does not mean a little thirst. This word hunger and thirst does not mean that you're going to get you a little snack after church tonight, and then you're going to, go to bed or you're going to get you a little sip of tea or a, a little bottle of water and just drink a little bit of it and then sit back and enjoy the rest of your evening. That is not what this hunger and thirst means. It is, in the Greek, it is a, it is a meaning that is, I need the whole. I need the whole. It, it means that I'm hungry and I don't want a bite. I want it all. It means I'm thirsty and I don't want to sip. It means I want it all. 
And when we begin to study what Jesus is using here in this verse, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, it means this, it means a starving spirit. A starving spirit. And this starving spirit is after righteousness. When, when we study the word righteousness, it means equity, it's, it means right in practice, it means innocent, and it means holiness. And when I began to study this verse, I got under conviction because Jesus said, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. It's, it's treating a person according to justice. It's, it's not being partial. It's, it's, it's being impartial to different situations and different people when I begin to study these words here. It's not only to be righteous, but it also means to do righteousness. And I wonder, and it's, and it's just a simple message, but it's a common thing that the Lord has dealt with me about all through the notes that I wrote down as I was studying I wonder if there is anyone here tonight that is hungry. I wonder if there is anyone here tonight that is thirsty. And the question is, is if you are hungry and if you are thirsty, then what are you hungry and thirsty for? What are you hungry and thirsty for? And Jesus said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Are, are you thirsty after, after living holy? Are you hungry, uh, just wanting to be innocent? Do you have a desire inside of you? And I said it's a natural thing to be hungry, and it's a natural thing to, to have a thirst. And, and I want to ask you this question because you need to answer it. Shouldn't it be a natural thing for a born-again child of God? Shouldn't it be a natural thing for a born-again child of God to be hungry and thirsty after righteousness? I mean, shouldn't that be something natural that is inside of us as born-again believers? I'm not talking, I'm not preaching to the lost tonight. I'm not preaching to the world tonight. I'm preaching to the Wednesday night backbone of the church. Shouldn't that be something natural in me that when I wake up in the morning, shouldn't there be a hunger in me to to want to live right? Shouldn't there be a thirst in me to to, to want to talk right? Shouldn't there be a a desire in me? Shouldn't there be a, a want way down inside of me? Not just to want a little righteousness, but just to want it all, just to want to be as close to Jesus as I can, shouldn't that be natural in all of our lives as born-again believers? Can you answer that question tonight? Is that something natural that is in you? It should be, shouldn't it? I mean, shouldn't it really be natural in us as believers? Not only to be right, but to do right. But then as I began to study this hunger and thirst and after righteousness, I found out that we all have a problem. Romans 3.10 says there is none righteous, no, not one. Matthew 19.17, there is none good but one, and it's the Lord. Romans 3.23 teaches us that all has come short of the glory of God. So then I began to think, okay, Jesus is telling me to hunger and thirst after righteousness, but the Word of God is also teaching me that there's none righteous, no, not one. So then we come to the conclusion, only God alone. Only God alone is perfectly righteous. Did you hear that? Only God alone is perfectly righteous. 
Only the Lord is perfectly holy. And all we come short of God's righteousness and God's holiness. But see, the Lord didn't just give us this word righteous to see or to read in the Bible, but the the Lord gave us this, this word righteous to see it in a life. To see it in a life. And the life that we see righteousness in is not in my life and not in your life, but in the life of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So not only do we have the teaching of the word that he is righteous, but we see the life of Jesus Christ that he lived righteous. He was sinless. He was perfect. Amen. He was holy. Christ is the life and Christ is the pattern. And Christ is the image of righteousness. I don't want to get on a sidetrack, but there is another level of righteousness. And I don't want to confuse us with this because it's a total different message. But it is our position in righteousness. Listen to this. It is our position in righteousness. If we read 2 Corinthians 5.21, if we read 1 Corinthians 6.20, it says, You are bought with a price. 2 Corinthians 5.21, For he hath made us, made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So what we need to realize, and this is a total different message, that, that Christ done an amazing work on Calvary's cross. Christ being sinless bore the sins of the world. And Christ being sinless but yet bore mine and your sins. That, that is why when you and I accept Jesus Christ as Savior, when he sees us, he don't see us for who we are, but he sees us through the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Can I hear an amen on that? So positionally, you and I are righteous in Jesus. Are you with me? I don't want to get us confused on that. In Christ, our position in Christ is holiness and righteousness. And we've been covered by the blood of Jesus. I hope you understand that tonight. But that's not what Jesus is saying here. He's not talking about our position in Christ, in Him. He's talking about our desire as we live this Christian life. It's a desire that we have. And I would ask you this evening, what is... What is your desire? What is my desire? Is my desire, is my hunger, is my thirst? And I'm serious. I don't know if it's just because I'm preaching this or what, but my mouth is as dry as it's ever been. Thank you, Miss Tracy, for the water. I mean, I am thirsty tonight. I mean, like super thirsty. But what are you thirsty for? What am I thirsty for? What is our desires? What is it that we wake up in the morning and our desire is? You say, oh, I know what my desire is. Man, I got to get that cup of coffee. I got to put, some some of you folks don't drink coffee. You drink creamer. And you heat your creamer up with coffee. Just be honest, amen. You don't drink coffee. You drink warm creamer. Tina can buy two bottles of creamer, one with sugar and one with no sugar, and we drink the one with no sugar, and there is another one in our house that drinks the one with sugar, and it's not the dog. Can I hear an amen on that? 
And I can tell you that the one with no sugar right now has this much cream in it and the one with sugar still has this much cream in it and they was bought on the same day. So when you wake up in the morning, what are you hungering and thirsting after? Coffee? Catching up on the news? Flipping to your favorite news outlet? I don't know many people that still gets it, but I'd say there's some here that does. The Citizen Times. I'd say the majority of everyone here is Facebook or the internet or, or whatever it is that's on your phone. I had an alarming thing that come up on my phone the other day and it convicted me. And I would like to say it's because I'm spending a lot of time in waiting rooms in the cancer centers and the hospitals. But did you know that my phone come up and it said that I'm spending three hours and 21 more minutes on my phone? And I think it said a day. And I was like, there's no way. There is, there is no way. There is no way that I'm spending three hours on my phone. There's no way that could be happening. I hope that meant a month. Some of you are shaking your head no because you've seen it on yours. What is it that I am hungering and what is it that I am thirsting after? What is my desire? What is it that I'm seeking more than anything as a child of God? But the question is not just for me. The question is for you also. What are you hungry for? What are you thirsty for? You and I hungry and thirsty for being righteous, being holy, being what God would have us to be. Not just being, but doing. The problem with seeking to be righteous in our lives, sometimes it can lead to self-righteousness. And sometimes it can even lead to legalism. I keep my rules better than you keep yours. I do this better than you do it. This is the only church that's living right. All the other churches are going to hell. You say, oh, that, ain't, that, ain't, that don't happen, does it? Oh, that's preached more than what you could ever imagine. We've got to make sure that while we are hungering and thirst after righteousness, that we do not become self-righteous or legalistic. It's not about keeping a bunch of rules. It's about the desires in our hearts. And I would ask you tonight, what is your, the desire of your heart tonight? What is the desire of your heart tonight? Me and my wife has talked about it a lot. and We've been talking about it with Jackson and with Abigail because Jackson is going to preach more and he's preaching for churches that are looking for pastors. And we talk about Things and I try to instruct him and I'm trying to help him as he is on this path and this journey that he's on right now. We've got to have a hunger and a thirst for the things of God more than anything else that the world has to offer. If 
If our hunger and thirst, if our desire is not after righteousness, then what is it after? All of this comes under one word, and it's, I've been saying it over and over and over, but I just got to it in my notes. It all falls under the word desire. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Blessed are those who have a desire to be holy. Blessed are those who have a desire to be holy. Blessed are those who have a desire to be innocent. Blessed are those that not only have a desire uh, uh, to, to be righteous, but to show righteousness in their lives. Blessed are those who have a desire to live a pure life. Blessed are those who have this desire in your heart. That is what the word righteousness means. Jesus says, I can, I've got some water. You know what Jesus said? Jesus said, I've got some water. And he said, if you'll drink of this water, he said, you won't, you won't thirst anymore. He said, I've got some bread that you can eat. And he said, this bread will lead you into eternal life. He said, I've got some water you can drink and I've got some bread that you can eat. And he said, if you'll drink of this water and if you'll eat of this bread that I can give you, he said, this will satisfy you. It will fill you, in other words. But nothing else will. Nothing else will. Could you say tonight, Lord, give me that water? Can you say tonight, Lord, give me that bread? Psalms 42, 2, my soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. Are you hungry? When's the last time you've been hungry? I can remember as a young Christian. Listen now. And this convicts me to even share this with you. As I can remember as a young Christian, me and Miss Tina had been married very long and I was still a young Christian. And I was getting up at 4 a.m. and going to work and punching the clock at 5. I was working to 5 in the evening and then getting home and then, and then doing what I needed to do and, and, and trying to be faithful to the things of God. And, and I can remember at night, It'd be 11 o'clock, it'd be 12 o'clock, and I'd have to get up at 4. And I'd turn on a lamp, and I'd sit there in the bed, and I'd read my Bible, and Tina would say, Tina would say, Keith, you're going to have to cut that light off. You're going to have to cut that light off. I'm trying to sleep. And you've got to get up in four hours. Cut the light off. And I can remember Hardy as a young believer Man, I'd close my Bible and I'd lay it down and the whole time I was laying there, I wasn't thinking about how much time I had to sleep. All I could think about is how can I get another light on that it's not going to wake up my wife. And, and, and I didn't, didn't have a cell phone with a light on the back of it. I'd get a little flashlight and she's sitting here tonight, she'd tell you, and I'd open my Bible and I'd get that flashlight and I'd shine that flashlight on my Bible so that I could just read and read and read and read because I wasn't interested in how much sleep I could get. I was interested in how much food I could get for my soul. I was so hungry so thirsty for the things of God. 
my desire wasn't just normal. It was out the roof, man. I couldn't read enough. I couldn't pray enough. I couldn't witness enough. I couldn't go to church enough. I'd go to work and I'd, I'd get my machine running. I'd open my Bible. I've got the Bible. And on the edges of the Bible, it's just black and greasy and nasty. And you say, why? Because I'd have dirty hands and, and I'd open my Bible and I'd be working and I'd open my Bible and I'd read and I'd, and I'd work and I'd read and I'd work and I'd read. And my boss man come by and he said, you make sure that machine's running. He said, I'm not paying you to read your Bible. I'm paying you to work. But as long as that machine's running, you read all you want to read. I'd read and work for 12 hours and I'd come home and I'd spend some time with my wife and I'd go to bed and I'd read and I'd read and I'd pray and I'd pray. I'm getting under conviction just preaching it to you. I am. Wasn't worried about sleeping. You saw I was younger then. No, my desire my desire was blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. The desire couldn't get enough. Couldn't drink in enough. Couldn't eat in enough. Give me more, Lord. Give me more, Lord. Give me more, Lord. Give me more, Lord. Got to have more. It's not enough. I got to have more. It's not just being, it's doing. How hungry are you tonight? How hungry am I tonight? How hungry are we after the things of God? Do you know what we eat is so important? Do you realize what you eat is so important? Since I've been your pastor over the last 20 years, I've probably been in 10 or more exercise, weight gaining, and then weight losing. Because forever you can't gain weight and you want to be big. Have you ever noticed those who are little want to be big, but those who are big want to be little? We're messed, we're messed up. All my life I could never be big enough, so I wanted to be bigger. And then I got up to 245 pounds and I wanted to be littler again. And I can remember I'd, I'd go to the grocery store with Tina and she'd be going up down the aisles and I'd go over to the, to the magazine aisle and I'd, I'd pick up a muscle fitness magazine or I'd, I'd begin to read things. And I never will forget one day I read this and I found it to be true. Now some of you won't agree with this, but I found it to be true. It don't matter how much you work out. It don't matter how much you lift weights. It don't matter how much you run or walk. If you eat Big Macs all week, you're going to have a Big Mac body. You say, yeah, but I exercise. Hey, you didn't hear me. The article I read said, if you want a Twinkie body, eat Twinkies. <laughs> so I said, man, I'm going to do it right this time. I'm going to do it right this time. I'm going to work out so many days a week. I'm going to walk and run so many days a week. No more soft drinks. No more fast food. No more anything. And I am going to get in the best shape of my life. And I did it. 
I was in the best shape of my life. And if you've ever been around someone who loses 20 pounds, nobody don't notice it when you've lost 19. You ever notice that? They don't notice it when you've lost 15. But when you've lost 20, all of a sudden, somebody will go, have you been sick? Is something wrong with you? My mama said, son, your neck is the size of a pencil. Your shirts don't even fit no more, son. (laughs) So I said, well, I might as well just gain about 15 back. I said all that to say this. What you eat is very important. No amens on that? None? What you eat is very important. You hear me? Hunger and thirst after, whatever you are hungry and thirsty after makes a big deal in your life, child of God. We got to be, Jesus said, blessed are they who do hunger and thirst after righteousness. It's very important what we eat. It's very important what we hunger and thirst after. It's to have a desire to be more like Jesus. I feel like the Lord gave me this today. When the prodigal son was hungry, when the prodigal son was, if you take notes, write this down. When the prodigal son was hungry, he ate the husk. When the prodigal son was hungry, he ate the husk. But when he began to starve, he went to the father. When he was hungry, he eat the husk. When he was starving, he went to the Father. And these words, hunger and thirst here, is not that you want some husk to eat. These words, hunger and thirst, means I am absolutely starving spiritually for the righteousness of Jesus to be more in my life. My desire is to be more like Jesus. I know I'm not going to be. I know he's the only one that's perfect. I know positionally I'm in righteousness with him. I'm covered by the blood. But my desire in this life, as I walk from day to day, I want to be more like him. I'm starved to death. I'm hungry. Listen, spiritually, I'm starving. I'm so hungry and I'm so thirsty. Feed me more, preacher. Feed me more, preacher. Feed me more. Give me more. I need to hear more. I need to to hear this. I need to do that. I'm starving. Hey, listen, hunger and thirst after right living and holy living and you shall be filled. Are you with me? Hungry, man. Starved to death. I'm so thirsty. After the things of God. I have a desire to be more like Jesus. Anyone here ever been really hungry?
Thank you. I've been really hungry before too. I've come home before starved to death. And the whole way home thinking, I'm going to stop and get me something to eat. I'm starving. And in the back of my mind, I'm saying, you better not, boy. Because when you get home, supper's going to be ready. And you better not come home full. You ever come home full? Boy, that looks good, honey. And you're like, I got to act like I'm hungry. You men know what I'm talking about. I got to act like I'm hungry now. Did you eat on the way home? Uh, <laughs> you caught me. I'm caught. Did you eat on the way home? Boy, this supper looks good. <laughs> you ever come home starved to death? I'm going to help you with something right here. If you ever come home and you're starved to death, it don't matter what mom's fixed, you'll eat it. When you're starving... You want it. Did you hear that? When you're starving, you want it. So when Jesus says, get this out of your life, and you're hungry and thirsty after righteous brother Don, you know what you say? Good with me. That's good with me. What about this area over here? That needs a little adjusting. I'm so hungry and thirsty after righteousness. Whatever, Jesus, you point me in that direction, I'm in. But when you're full of the things of the world, there'll be some things that righteousness will call your name over and you will not take it because you're full of too much other Twinkies and junk of the world. But when you're starved to death, child of God, when you're starved to death, you will not only eat, you will continue to eat. I have eat and eat and eat and eat till I feel like I use the word, this is a bad word. I use the word bloated. I have eat till I am just bloated up like a fish. And I think to myself, do you have some dessert? <laughs> Amen. And the other night, my daughter took some Oreo cookies and some crescent rolls and put the cookie in a crescent roll and put it in some kind of thing called an air fryer that don't fry. It does something with air. And she brought them cookies with that crescent roll around it and put it in a bowl and put white sugar on it and put ice cream in it. And let me tell you something. I do not care how full I was. I was so full, Larry, that when she gave me two of those and three scoops of ice cream and powdered sugar on the top, I eat every bite of it. Because I was hungry, Ricky. I was hungry. You ever been hungry? You ever been hungry? When you're hungry, you will eat and eat and eat and eat. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Lord, I want more. Show me more. Show me where I need to go. Teach me what I need to do. 
Help me to be what I need to be. You know what I see in you right now? I look at you and I see a young lady who was so hungry over the slop of the world that you couldn't satisfy yourself. But now I see a young lady who is so hungry after righteousness that you're in the choir, you're here on Wednesday nights, and you led a lady to the Lord at a Bible study the other day. You know what that shows me? Your change, your appetite has changed. You're hungry, hungry. Just give me something to do. I bet that's what you think sometimes. Just give me something to do. That's a testimony, by the way. To be hungry and thirsty after righteousness. I'm hungry for the things of God. Lay it down in front of me. You ever went out to eat with somebody that was thirsty? They will embarrass you to death. Every time the waitress comes by, they'll say, I want more. I wish my, my son-in-law was here tonight, Adam. We go out to eat with Adam. He drinks Diet Coke. He'll drink 20 of them. And one day we went to eat. He wants half sweet, half unsweet tea. And finally my daughter said, Ma'am, can you just sit the pitcher down? Just put the pitcher down on the table. The waitress finally said, I will. Son Adam has run her legs off. She just set the pitcher down, said, There, just take the whole pitcher. When's the last time you've been so hungry and so thirsty after righteousness? You said, Jesus, just leave the whole pitcher, leave it all. Because I'm so thirsty right now. I'll preach, won't it? 